the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about kings of war and a lot of other stuff. All right, so welcome to the Giant Dwarf Podcast. Uh, I'm here in uh, Stockport at the Four Foot Snake GT, and uh, right now I'm getting ready for my game one against uh, Elliot. Hello, Elliot. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Your thoughts about the the game? Uh, how far have we come so far? Uh, well, we've done deployment. Um, it's my standard. This is my first game using my list, <laughs> so this is my standard deployment. Not really looking at yours. So you, this is also your first game with this Basilea list. Yeah, I went to a tournament a few weeks ago. I uh, didn't like the list, so I changed it and repainted it. Oh, so okay. I've not really? had a chance to to do anything with it yet. But uh, you're, you, I mean, you're used to playing Basilea as an army, um, but not this no. configuration. The last tournament was my first three games with it. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, it's a brand new army. To me. Well, that's fitting because I'm um, I'm borrowing Dance Undead, so I, I, it's brand new for me as well. Don't really know how to use it, but I was fortunate enough that Dan uh, issued a podcast on Countercharge, wasn't yeah, it? It was. And he just uh, told me in detail how to do deployment and everything. Yeah. It's a scary list, is Dan. <laughs> Uh, I've actually used uh, so-called good lists before, and it's done horribly with them. Yeah. So uh, no promises. But uh, I noticed Dan is lurking around, and I think he has high expectations of me. I'm I'm feeling a bit nervous. <laughs> I think he's a bit precious because he's done really well with this list, so he wants it to, um, to yeah, do well. Yeah, exactly. So which uh, scenario are we playing? We are playing super loot. Super loot. Or it's really called plunder. plunder, wasn't it? Yeah. So the five loot tokens in the middle, two of which are worth two. Which yeah. Suits my army more now because I used to have no infantry, which was the change I've made. Oh yeah. So at least I can mm. hold tokens now, whereas before I only had cavalry. So exactly. That's you... where I really struggled. That I was picking up loot tokens and just losing everything. Yeah, because you don't really want to use your cavalry on like stopping for no. tokens. Uh, which of our armies do you think is uh, better for picking up tokens? Like definitely for... yours, because you've got chaff. So you've got zombies and ghouls that can pick stuff up and you don't care about them. Yeah, okay. Whereas yeah. My, my infantry still have to do things. Okay, uh, um, let's see if that works out yeah. uh, the way you describe it. <laughs> All right, well, we, we might uh, come back uh, with a little clip after the game, if yeah. we have time. But uh, for now, good luck, Elliot. Thank you. Good luck to you. <laughs> Thanks. Fuck me, I'm a dwarf. All right, uh, our game is now over. And uh, how did this go? Can you uh, give us a recap? Quick recap. Basically, it was a game of two halves, completely. So on one half of the board, we had cat and mouse with werewolves, barrel whites, hello high and hello high, all dancing around each other. Yeah. Uh, and the other half of the board was a complete grind. Yes. With um, most of our infantry basically just slugging it out. And both our monsters were on that side? Yep. So Paul and John were on there. Um, I think early on you, you let my hello high have a charge and then set up lots of counter charges, but mm. I, I can't resist a charge like that. So I charged it and luckily one shot the werewolves, um, yeah. and then managed to. Well, I think you rolled really badly actually on the counter charge, um, which meant that the low high were able to start picking things off at the back. Yeah, which made all the difference really there because you couldn't get your monsters into all my infantry. True. So maybe I uh, I took a gamble a bit early, but uh, I felt like I had I didn't have much choice since you yeah. already had lots of stuff on your 20s range. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, and like it, I say, I'm so much faster than you. You've got to do something. You can't yeah. just sit there. So. So I was thinking, if you if you charge in there and you actually didn't kill them, yeah. then I could like you know do counter charge, flank and rear charges. If, and if stuff I had like not killed them, I would have died instantly. Yeah. And to be honest, I should have taken more damage than I did on the counter charge. You just you rolled quite badly with the um, yeah. Because I got my Paul, my my John monster and, and, and my Revenant King. King. Yeah. 
in. Um, um, and and but I, I did forget that you had a crushing item. Yeah. On so you came in there with crushing two thunderous one. Yeah, and then just one shot them. Yeah. <laughs> one so go. I don't think I had calculated for that. No. But, uh, <laughs> um, I mean. I was quite happy with Letter because I knew I had a big brawl, but I also knew I had the Phoenix and the Alohai, mm-hmm. and the Dear Alohai, sorry, they could jump on tokens yeah. towards the end. Um, it did mean I had to give up some, I think I would have liked to have charged, yeah. but uh, I had to give up some charges to go fly the Phoenix off and fly the Alohai off to... Um, yeah, so I noticed that like the, the first half of the game, or the first five uh, or four turns, the, the Alohai kind of, they participated as fighters, yeah. and then in like turn five and six, they switched roles, Legged and they... It, yeah. They just uh, yeah legged it up and I've, took some tokens. I found that in the games that I win, the Earl Ohai tend to be alive at the end. Yeah. So if, if I'm get too over ambitious with the Earl Ohai, I lose. I see. So <laughs> I have to hang back and be patient, knowing that he's ex- because he's obviously he's got unit strength. He can run off and grab a token or yeah. grab a board quarter at the end. Exactly. But there's so much temptation when you see a flank charge. <laughs> Ooh, I can, yeah, I can do that. That's the scary thing with it. So what was the t- final score? You got uh, um, one of those uh, expensive loot tokens. Two, I got four. For four points. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, in my final turn, I could have picked up three points. Yeah. So you could have won four to three. Yeah. But I realized there was no point in uh, losing l- losing less. And that, that's so what I just, we were saying. Uh, yeah. the, the scoring system, there's pros and cons of all different systems, but it, it is a shame that there was there wasn't really anything for you to play for at the end True. because I'd blocked you in such a way. Yeah. But whereas in other systems, you might have jumped on all the tokens. Exactly. And, so I was in a pretty good position to pick up tokens myself, yeah. but I saw that I I had no chance of actually getting uh, equal or more than you had. Yeah. So then I just sort of uh, charged some stuff instead yeah. and didn't really do anything. No. So uh, yeah. So you won this game. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you for the game. Brilliant game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some messages here now. There's no way anyone hears that. No, not at all. So, and what have we... We have exchanged some items uh, yeah, in this so game, haven't we? We have the, the finest produce of Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? So we have Harry Bell from Pontefract. <laughs> Yorkshire pudding batter, which it will be awful. I'm sorry to say, because you shouldn't make them fresh. <laughs> Yorkshire tea, which is nice. Yes, and then nice. um, four beers from breweries all in Yorkshire, which Ooh, I, I do like. Nice. That, that's a very nice beer. Leeds Best. Leeds Best Brewery. Yeah. Black Leeds, Sheep. Black Sheep from Masham in North Yorkshire. Acorn from Barnsley, and then uh, Titus from Saltaire. Wow, so, nice. All local beers. Oh, and um, the only rhubarb products I could find that wouldn't go off. <laughs> rhubarb? So, rhubarb like, and custard's like, little sweets. Like sweets? Yeah, okay. they're awful. Very, but, and this, you tried to find like the most English stuff you could well, find? Well, the, 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 the most Yorkshire stuff. So, okay, yeah. Where, where I'm from in Yorkshire, um, we grow more rhubarb there than anywhere else in the world. Really? So it's our <laughs> thing. So I could only find one rhubarb thing that wouldn't go lanky in your case. Rhubarb triangle. <laughs> rhubarb triangle, yeah. Now let's have you try to pronounce some of these Norwegian uh, chocolates right, so that I brought. Kvikik lunch. Yeah, it's a quick lunch. That's pretty good. This is a bit harder. No. Um, <laughs> Melis Jacolid. It's a milk chocolate. It's a small one. Inside those are actually a little adventure. It says a tiny adventure milk chocolate. So if, if when you fold it out, it's like a little. Like it's a, it. Inside there's a little uh, short tail, like folk tail. Melkerul. Yeah, Melkerul. That's, uh, that's good. And then uh, we have some some crackers and biscuits. Can you say Yende Sheks? Yende Sheks. Yeah, Yende Sheks. I like it. Yes. So this is uh, some very t- typical Norwegian stuff uh, I could bring. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Thank All right. Thanks. Thanks for the game. Mate. Thanks for the game and good luck uh, in the rest of the tournament. Brilliant. <laughs> nice. 
Okay, let's see. So, game two. Uh, I am playing. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, Andy Laycock. Right, Andy. So you are playing elves. Yes. And um, the scenario for this game is uh, push, I believe. Push. Yes. Yeah. So can you describe your army in uh, quick terms? Uh, uh, pretty quick. Cause there's not much to it. Um, two dragons, two hordes of elf archers, mm-hmm. two regiments of elf cavalry, a regiment of elf archers, um, a standard bearer with bane chant, a prince with the wings of honey maze, mm-hmm. and a special character Nick. Yeah, you have the, the Nick uh, character, which has a Windblast uh, special rule. Windblast yeah. 7 that also does damage. Exactly. Like, same rule as those um, special elf yeah. wind, Windborn, I think. Windborn cavalry, yeah. Yeah, nice. So any thoughts about uh, how your army usually performs in the push scenario? Have you played push scenario a lot? I've played it before. Um, usually I'm okay because my army's quite fast. Yeah. But I do rely on taking out a lot of the opponent because I'm always outnumbered. Okay, yeah, I guess the elf army has few few drops usually. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, well, we might have a clip after the game and we'll tell you how it went. All right, good luck. Okay, you too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, game two is uh, hereby over, and uh, actually managed to win this one, and then they got the win over the, and these elves. Yeah. Any thoughts or uh, like uh, hindsight? I was unlucky with my break test, but I should have focused fire on your two big units in the middle and killed one of them rather than almost killing both of them repeatedly. Yeah. That was my biggest my biggest mistake. I made a couple of other errors, but that made the difference. Which units are you thinking about? You're that... Revenant King uh, and those ba- guys. The Barrow Whites. Yeah. Over the course of the game, I did so many wins to two of them, but they just kept picking a couple back. Yeah. And if I just focused on one of them, mm. I might have been able to um, do better. That was my... Yeah, that is true. They have uh, and li- they've been able to life leech so many times. They've kind of hung around the 7-8 damage mark. Yes. And then just survived so many yeah. times. And so... I have to say, sometimes my archers just... Yeah. They did, they did better in melee than they did at shooting. Yeah, they did, yeah. The, the, um, one, one horde took out a horde of lichens and lycanis in melee, which is more than they did with shooting. So <laughs> That is true. So uh, on one side, hey, it became a very... Like, I sent all my quick stuff, basically, on your yeah. archer flank and uh, tried to sort of... Uh, I don't know. I, I, did, I tried for, like, four turns to get my lycanis... I measured 18 to your corner... Yes. So I could charge your knights, but they couldn't charge me. But every turn you could just sidestep one, or go back one, yes. or reform. So you kind of you kind of escaped every time. Uh, well, in the end you kind of were forced to push them forward, but then at, le- at least then you you made the combat happen part on my side. Yeah. So you got them away from your archers again. So I yeah. never really I never really got to your archers. Uh, I mean, I, like Canis did come in in like turn five or six or something, but he just died to the retaliation. Yes. So it didn't really do much. The only thing I'm thinking of is I focused a lot on your heavy hitters when I should have taken out the relatively weak units yeah. that actually had the counters and I 
Yeah. I was thinking I'd take out one of the heavy hitters in the middle and then take out them, but it, it never quite happened. Yeah, because uh, what ended up happening is that my ghouls just kind of crawled over the line with a, yes. a couple of tokens each. Yeah. So two units both had two tokens. So, um, and you were, I guess you were so focused on the, the heavy hitters that it was hard to direct focus onto these ghouls. My, my, my thought was if I'd taken out one of the heavy hitters, then I'd have been fine, but because I didn't, yeah. Um, and because my red dragon kept getting wafered yeah, in the middle, it yeah. took me ages to be able to hit that flank, which I was planning to. Yeah. Also like, no, 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 and then... Yeah, but it was kind of a close thing because when you finally got that red dragon uh, kind of loose, then you, were, then you were immediately flying behind my lines and threatening those ghouls. Yeah. And I was a bit lucky with the terrain that I could actually hide my flank so you couldn't get in in your yes. turn six or seven. Yeah. Uh, so ha let's say if, the, if that had happened one turn earlier, then I think you would have hunted down my ghouls with your red dragon. Yeah. And uh, probably not, uh, maybe you actually been able to steal both those tokens that were on them. Yeah, that would have um, uh, made all the difference. But, yeah. Uh, your, your Nick, he died to a flank. Oh, yeah, just a moment. And um, my Paul, my Jonathan is still alive, actually. Yes. He died the last game, so. All right, well, thank you very much for the game, Andy. Thank you, yeah, it was a good game. And good luck for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, same to you. <laughs> thank <fun>. you. <laughs> Welcome to the Four Foot Snake. Oh, no, sorry. They don't exist anymore, apparently. Or uh, what do you say, Paul? Yeah, yeah, we do. We, we exist. <laughs> We're just not. We're a multimedia outlet. There is a snake, mm -hmm. and it is long and girthy. The four-foot girthy snake is still around. It is. Yes, mm -hmm. there is a snake. So you may experience it later. So we're 30 <laughs> seconds into this chat, and already there's been a dick drop. Yeah. Can I actually say, Fred, that you're 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 very handsome. I, I like your chest hair. It's very nice. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. A lot. I love a lot. It's, I've just it's, done. It's been good. So that was Daniel King, and uh, yeah, Dan, you are not playing uh, to, at this event, or I'm not playing the games. I might be playing with you. We'll, we'll see how it goes as the night progresses. <laughs> so yeah, it's only after game two, but uh, Dan is already in the party mood. That's not. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, Paul Welsh, are you are actually playing, aren't you? Unfortunately, yes. I'm having to play Ringer. Ringer. Okay. We had one dropout out of the 40 people that signed up though we had only one drop that's actually really good we wow. haven't lost yet event numbers have improved in general yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the fact that people want to do the hobby events is yeah. actually really nice to see in the UK scene because mm. previously people were like hobby but no actually people yeah. are getting into it and they're embracing it and the effort, nice yeah. to see. Yeah, the amount of effort yeah. people are putting into it it was good last year this year it's GoPro level and so I'm what, pleased uh, to see what, what kind of separates this event from like a non-hobby event in your uh, in, in your view so what, what kind of things have you done specifically to it's the, the judging, to be honest. The, the fact that you get hobby marks and sports mm. marks for an overall ranking as opposed to just a battle rank. Yeah. yeah. Rather than people taking it as a tick box exercise, which maybe they saw it last year as a tick box exercise, you can see everyone now yeah. actually making a conscious effort just to, to have fun with what they're doing, knowing that we're not doing it as a definite technical mm -hmm. sort of. If you're technically better at painting than this person, it's not necessarily like that. It's more we, we, we're judging it on how cool does the thing. Yes, what, yeah. exactly. Does it generally look good as a theme? Do you have all these? It, just looking at it, trying to improve. So someone doesn't have to worry too much about. Yeah. 
whether or not they're a technical painter, if their effort is high, yeah. yes, then you can see it and it it's works. It's about the overall, yeah. not exactly. the specifics. So you have not, overall prices yes. here, right? What I yes. like this year is, it seems last year really, but what, what I really like is the, people, the effort people have made on the FFS characters. Yeah. I mean, several people made some really nice ones last year, and this year they've continued and they've surpassed that. Hmm. I mean, Jan, for example, she has actually made me yeah. She's actually sculpted me. And that's amazing! <laughs> no one's ever sculpted me before in my life. That, that's what that she said so when cool. she invited Dan round to her house and asked him to strip off. You know. <laughs> well, I had to strip off. I, I don't know what she was doing to me. Like naked modelling, yeah. She gave me a lot of drinks and there's like a blank period of an hour or two in my memory. But I seem to recall it was good. So it's all fine. And it's now you fine. saw the model and it was uh, scarily accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my, my legs were a bit hairy. I'm, I'm a satyr apparently. <laughs> So it's, but it's all good. It's but, all good. But to be honest, Fred's, Fred's uh, model of me has now gone into Taekwondo worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Website, yeah. your model is very cool. I like that. Actually, that's, that, yeah. If anyone looks online, I think you'll post it with this. I'm guessing, like on the uh, uh, giant wall. Yeah, yeah. Do so. That is how you take a toy and make it a miniature. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a difference between you know when people say, "Oh, I don't want to use toys and stuff." Yeah. That's how you can use a toy within a miniature. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there's not much of the toy left it's just, <laughs> just the framework kind of uh, yeah. I mean the idea is there though so I yeah, think, I think that's what, it's an excellent kind of example of using the toy in the world yeah, thank you and the Jonathan has joined us as well hello hello how are you I'm good thank you are you are you doing most of the punching of the scores since no Paul did all the scoring in the first round and then he is a spreadsheet that, genius and then showed me okay. how to actually do it properly and so I did it properly this time so you ended up with it yeah sort of. but yeah, I can't do it while I'm playing at the same time yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul trained we, me effectively we wish he could yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot on I've got a lot on today these guys are doing a pretty good job though. so and you're not playing either right so you you, know, you and Dan are not playing we're not playing, with, Nick are playing we're not playing with other people we're just playing with ourselves well technically yeah. Nick's, Nick's a paid player so he's not yeah yeah Nick, Nick's a paid player so he's paid for a ticket oh okay so yeah. Nick is oh yes yeah. he was allowed to sign up normally same as Dan was last year oh yeah yes. just kind of yes. go take yeah, turns exactly. uh, yeah. Yeah. so it's um, so, so Nick's allowed to win all so we have two Ah. He's not been involved in the, the kind of any of the war type stuff, so yeah. he, he's not seen anything for yeah. about like three months. Or Nick's like that, been yeah. more about his, his Northern Kings things lately. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so he's, uh, but, but he's um, yeah. So, so Nick's able to win prizes his way, whereas I'm not. Okay. As a ringer, I'm not allowed to win prizes. I see. <laughs> so I'm just right. playing some games. So that's the, next the most gorgeous prize, which you do win. Is it? Do I? Oh, you do. Because after, after, after two, after two rounds, we've already won that. Which, which prize is gorgeous? That? Can, can I hope you the most gorgeous prize? Because can I hope you Okay. So Paul and Dan are hugging. So I think we'll take that as a proper spot to pause this recording, and maybe we'll do more later. We'll see. Let's see how these guys are. Do it. Do it now. Bye. 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 All right. Uh, I also found Ian from Frantic Gamers. I found Fred mm-hmm. from Giant Dwarf. <laughs> so how are you today? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I see you're representing the podcast. Do you have a proper T-shirt on? Yeah, I've got the, the Frantic Gamers merch on, of course. Of course. <laughs> Is this merch for sale or did you just make... No, no, it's, a couple it's of... strictly for members only. <laughs> Nice. So how how are your games been going? Uh, I've lost twice. Yeah. Okay. So two of two. A little bit sucky so far. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I was blaming my old dice. They've run out of energy. This okay. has been made clear to me the past few weeks. They've just been really, 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 really oh. badly. Uh, so I pre-ordered some new ones, picked mm-hmm. them up, 
used them in this last game. Yeah. They're all right. I think, I think they still need a bit more exercise. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but I was, I was playing against Adam Padley. And his, oh, okay. his vast legion of shooty goblins. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it was always going to be a tough one. So we played the. Uh, and he is the UK uh, master <coughs> at, the mo- at the moment, well isn't he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it sounds like an uphill struggle anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. I was winning until turn six. What, really? Yeah. And his master Not experience six, uh, yeah, yeah. turned it around for him? Well, he just shot with his goblins one more time, and that was enough. Mm. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> that did it. Yeah. And so, okay, so you face goblins now, and uh, what kind of army did you face in the first round? It was Twiglitkin. Twiglitkin. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Twilightkin. With trees or what? No. Twiglet. No, just, just Do you call it? That's yeah, that's your pet name for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I faced Basileia in the first round uh, against Elliot. Mm. Elliot Morish. He did beat me. Okay, so we've been suffering at the hands of Northern Kings, have we? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I faced uh, Andy Colburn. Uh, he played Elves, and I was able to win, actually. Okay, good one. So, yeah, but mm-hmm. um, it was good. So, uh, this is my, actually my first time at Element Games. You've not I, been here before? No, okay. I thought I had, because, you know, it seems, it seems like every tournament now is, is here. There's pl- quite a few, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good venue. It's, mm, it's yeah, a good, it's good size facilities, so. So uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, you know, they even do table service here. That's, that's yes, pretty awesome. Yes, table service from the bar. That's that's quite good. <laughs> yeah, so, beers are brought to your game. Yes, and since uh, I mean the, they have a longer time on the clock here, but for some reason it doesn't seem to help. Still, <laughs> still run out of time. We've got to place terrain though. That's something unusual about about today's time. Oh yeah, it's, um, it's um, I haven't actually. Uh, no, mentioned that on any of my recordings. It's this, um, what's it called, like dot placement? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're a bit like placing units. You're, you're placing the terrain elements mm-hmm. one at a time at the start of the game before you choose sides. pre made spots, they put these small round stickers on? Yeah, there's, there's some dots out on the table. So, yeah, and you use but, time. So they'll, they'll end up evenly spaced, but with what goes where? That's true, yeah, because I did notice that uh, from my original hour, it's been like almost down to. Uh, 50 when I've done terrain placement and deployment. I'm mm. between 45 and 50. Some, some yeah, so, so that, that, hour, <laughs> that generous hour gets... Uh, I think I could be a lot bit. more efficient, but I don't know, it's something about that ter- ter- placement of terrain that usually goes a bit slow and you haven't really gotten warmed up to the fact that it's mm. a proper game yet. So mm. it's like, oh, just put this hill over here. You've got to engage um, Operation Don't Dick About. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sharad has joined us. Sharad Vora. Hello, mate. Hello. You're, you're now on both Giant Dwarf and Frantic Gamers. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I better run away. <laughs> People don't want to hear a bald man talk. <laughs> he can only start promoting his own tournament if he does. No, I'll, I won't say anything about it. Or either of them. <laughs> oh, either. Oh, yeah, you've got two going. I've got two going now, yeah. <laughs> I've got two going now and possibly three for next Jared's year. Jared's jumped on the Vanguard bandwagon. I have. When's he running his Dead Zone tournament? That's what we really want to know. So the plan for Dead Zone for me is uh, I'll look at a one-dayer next year and then potentially a two-dayer the year after. Nice. Mm. Dead Zone is life. I, I really like Dead Zone. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I found it difficult with the first iteration of the game because mm. the game itself, once you got your head around it, was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Really cool. There were some odd rules, um, but they seem to have ironed it all out. And the current system, flipping heck. Yeah, it's really I kid you not, it's, they've really, really gone to town with it. I'm 
dead yeah. impressed with it. It's really fun. I'm sure if Lars was here, he would uh, say that he loves Dead Zone. Yeah, because you guys have got into Dead Zone recently as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, we have. Yeah. And um, if we, I mean, Lars only asks like, who wants to play Dead Zone this week on our yep. Facebook group, yep. and he's like, come on, Lars, we're supposed to That's play Kings of War. Like, oh, but yeah, I prefer Dead Zone. If, yeah. you, if I can only play with, like one, one game this game. week, I want to play a Dead Zone match. Well, I tell you what, when mm -hmm. I retire to Newcastle upon Tyne, Norway, Newcastle, send me a ferry right away. <laughs> come over, I'll set up some events for you guys. Yeah. Where are you hosting your events currently? So. Um, my Kings of War one is in Loughborough in Leicestershire and that's mm -hmm. in August and then the Vanguard one is at Mantic HQ and that's at the end of April oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. it's all Midlands orientated it is yeah. the thing is there's so many games manufacturers in the Midlands mm -hmm. especially Nottingham it seems to be the universal hub mm. for war games really isn't it well for manufacturers yes but not necessarily for gaming outside of Games Workshop no that's but true but that's something that you're working to rectify. Well, yeah, because um, the, the eventual plan is that I'll hand over all of my Kings of War tournaments to other people to run, and there'll be three to four regional feeders that yeah. will all go to Clash of Kings. Wow. Cool. Big plans. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's War in the North, um, or I might call it It's Cold Up Here. <laughs> or better yet I am from Cumbria I have no manners um, <laughs> well it's cool to hear the Vanguard and Dead Zone stuff going as well well I think for me Dead Zone will be the next system but what I need to do is make sure that um, the Vanguard event works really well people have fun they enjoy mm. it and I want to give it a slightly different flavour because it's it's one of these games you just want to play play for a giggles play for a bit of fun yeah, not so massively competitive I'm finding the Kings of War scene is getting quite competitive because you've you've clearly got some world class players from the UK and America in particular mm -hmm. um, I mean people like Tom Robinson I, I kid you not I, I took one look at his army list for this event and I thought thank god I'm not going to be playing him uh, I've got no chance of ever having sufficient tournament points to be facing off against him because yeah. he would wipe the floor with me probably by the third or fourth turn mm. quite comfortably yeah. And there's yeah. not a damn thing I can do about it. Are these Northern Kings uh, cheesy gamers? No. Yeah. Yes. Well, no. He is not yes. Northern Kings. Well, Tom is. Um, yeah. But well, I he's say... played Elliot. I've played Adam. <laughs> no, no. The thing is, Tom, Tom Robinson, he's actually quite an intelligent player. If you look at each individual unit, there is nothing particularly horrible about it. What he's done is he's constructed a sensible army around a battle theme and a plan yeah. that will cover most different types of scenarios. So there'll be some scenarios where he may struggle, but the majority of them he will do well with. Mm -hmm. And he knows what he's doing in his head. So, I mean, people like Tom Robinson, Nick Williams, Dan King, Adam Padley, you know, all of these guys are really intelligent gamers. They're really smart people. True. Very, very savvy players. And I've learned a phenomenal amount from people like Dan and Nick in particular. Yeah. Uh, Nick has been an absolute godsend. He's been really, really helpful. He's such a nice guy. Mm. And he's been so helpful. He really has. It does seem to have, they have uh, the ability to, to think a couple of turns ahead longer than, uh, for instance, myself. Yeah, uh, yeah it's clear where the rest like, of us are going. Yeah, I feel like I can, I can think like one, one and a half turn ahead of time. <laughs> well, <so> this, <laughs> and it's, it's funny you say that. That's mm. one of the things that Nick's taught me. See, by the second turn, I realised I cannot, I could not 
beat my opponent in this last game. I was playing Matt James. I thought, I'm not going to win this. Yeah. So what I need to do is hold on to these objectives at my end, make him come at me, and then make him turn. And that's exactly what happened. He turned, mm -hmm. smashed him, and I gave him such a bloody nose. I got 13 tournament points out of that game. Oh, nice. I got maximum, mm -hmm. maximum on kill points. Oh, wow. Um, so the, he had still one... Lost. I still lost. <laughs> I still lost, but I knew I was going to lose. Um, oh, wow. So it was a question by, all right, how much can I lose by? Well, the only way I'm going to pull it back is by giving as much of a kick in as possible. So the scoring system that they've got... It's similar to the what I use um, at my event, yeah. but slightly different. I'm glad you bring that up because can, can you can you explain a bit what's the difference between kill points here and and normally or like so know? normally in a lot of tournaments you've got attrition. Mm. So I've killed this much of yours, you've killed this much of mine. So what the difference is that's the person you will gain that many points. Yeah, I will lose that many points because you've won, mm -hmm. uh, or the person who's killed more will get slightly more points. Yes, um, but you can get twenty nothing wins. Well. The way this works is it doesn't matter if you've lost. If you've given the other, other player a real bloody nose and battered his army to bits yeah. and there's very little of anything left, you will get a lot of tournament points from it. So you, you And that's don't, much uh, better. It rewards yeah. people taking risks, people pushing and pushing and pushing and going for the kill. So you don't compare the scores. You just get... No. You, you see what you routed and you look at the table and you get Correct. those points. Correct. Exactly. exactly. That's interesting, yeah. And I think... Personally, for me, I think I think it's a better way of doing it because mm. it, it encourages people to really force their opponent to think long and hard. Say, so, "Well, I'm winning here. How do I stop him?" You from use your entire army speed bumps. <laughs> Necessary. Yeah. Well, funny enough, funny enough, because yeah, it won't cost you. Throwing away units won't cost you. You mean normal? Of themselves. Yeah. You mean in the normal system? In the normal no, in this system. One. No, because if you use it as speed, speed bumps, bumps, he will get a lots of lots of bonus points. Yeah, when you do but it the... doesn't affect your point score. Oh, yeah, no. that's true. Hmm. It doesn't affect point. yours, but this is where Tom's hmm. been very clever because he's got a lot of speed bumps. But what he does is, if you hit a speed bump and kill it, you're now left out in the open. So you've now got a unit that's vulnerable. Yeah. Really, really vulnerable. Um, and I think that's that's going to be the interesting one. I must admit, I don't fancy taking on Tom's army. I really don't. don't. Anyone fancies taking on Tom? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting that they try some different scoring systems and not just stick to the to the standards. Mm. So people get a bit of. I, I usually I did like I tried the blackjack system recently. I really liked it, but uh, I, I tried some conversations here, like uh, how you think about blackjack, and here they seem to have already found flaws with it. Whilst I, I haven't really played with it enough, I'm still like in love with it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, it's so good that you can go and take a token to get points. But yeah. they're like, no, you just do a spam army and uh, deny him all the points. And rah. so they, it seems like they try to go beyond blackjack already, which is a bit, a bit quick for me. I was, yeah, and mm. I think that's that's where players like myself are still on a steep learning curve to catch up mm -hmm. with some of the really high level, the really top class players, because they've played the games regularly, consistently and use lots of different scoring systems mm. and say well okay if this is the scoring system how can I get the maximum number of points yeah. this is how I do it mm. and there, there's ways to effectively break a scoring system yeah. what they've done here is basically you can't break this system you can't break it you can make it really difficult for your opponent to score heavily by throwing cheap units at them yeah. and then leaving his units exposed 
to a counter charge mm -hmm. and smash them. So you're giving up, say, maybe a 100-point unit, but gaining a 250-point unit. So you're mm. 150 points up already. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And I think that's where Tom's army fits in, because he's got lots of cheap units, but he's got some really big, shag-nasty units mm. that are really quite horrible. Mm. Uh, I mean, foot guard with crushing strength, defence four, hitting on threes... That's just not. That's just not pretty. So is Tom your favourite to win the whole thing? You seem think, to be thinking that his list is the, some of the worst. Uh, I think. To face. I think Tom is certainly one of my favourites. I think it's going to be a tight call between people like Tom, Nick Williams, um, Adam, Adam Padley. Actually, yeah, he lost his first game, which surprised me. Actually, I didn't realise that. It's a that. trick. He's going well, to load it, up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the army. I mean, he's got this huge goblin army, but it's mostly based on shooting. Um, and I felt I did reasonably well against him because it's a scenario that wasn't based on unit strength. And right. the the scenarios in this year's cock have pulled away from that slightly. You've seen the introduction of kill. You've seen yeah. plunder and raise, which uh, loot token based. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's true. So it's it's pulled back a little bit from unit strength, which. Which it's actually, his, his I, ha I must admit, I think baseball. that plays quite nicely to me because my elf army, I don't have any chaff at all. Yeah. Um, I've got three hordes, two regiments, and a couple of war machines, a couple of characters, and that's it. Mm. So it's it's all, I don't have any chaff. Um, so it's difficult for me, you know, and on unit strength, because I've got quite a lot of flying stuff. I get hammered on unit strength because, like my yeah. regiments, my dragon regiments, they're only unit strength one as opposed to two. My infantry hordes are three each. My dragon horde is unit strength two. Mm -hmm. My dragon lord is unit strength one. But did you suffer a lot, like in last year's scenarios, then when it was kind of all unit strength? And this is a little bit better for you yeah, now they that they've loosened up back a little bit. Yeah. They have. Yeah. It's much better for my army now. Yeah. And I think balanced, I've learned. Hopefully. I've learned. Um, to use my army more efficiently yeah. and not be to be a little bit more patient and think okay how can I win tournament points here I think I, at the end of this weekend if I can finish somewhere around mid table I'll be happy with that and I, with my first two games I, I think that's quite possible as long as mm. I, I don't do too badly in my third game I think that's quite possible Interesting. It's quite possible. I have no idea where I can expect to. I mean, I've borrowed a good army. I'm borrowing Dan's Undead, his master's list. Mm. But I'm still learning how to use it. So it's like, it's, I'm supposed to be able to win with this list, but uh, I still need it. You kind of need to know what you're doing with Undead. Yeah, you I have like to really it. know. And mm. I, I, that's one of the reasons why I'm not fielding Undead at the moment. Because as much as I love the models, which are epic, mm -hmm. um, I'm not. I'm not confident enough to be able to field it properly. Hmm. I've got my business, which I know inside out, but that doesn't necessarily make a good army. <laughs> it's because I build it on the units I want to take. Yeah. It's, so have it's you, not necessarily built to a cohesive plan. Have you been, Is that like the same list you've been playing for a while? Or yeah, that's you? right, because I've only got the, enough units to make a 2,000 point army. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's very little I can swap in and out. So yeah. Okay, but tweaking magic items, really. And you think it might be a bit suboptimal in some oh, like the scenario so, meta? or? Probably, yeah. It's yeah. pretty low on unit strength. It's only about 13, so... Mm. Could you squeeze up to, say, 3k with Abyssals? With what you've Not got? Not even close, no. No, I can, I'm barely squeezing 2k. I have no units left at home. <laughs> I'm planning a, a one-dayer initially, 
3,000 points, Kings of War. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so it'll be probably three games, because it's a lot of points. Yeah. And then, if that goes well, I'll make a two-day event at 3,000 points. Wow, that, that sounds like a first. Uh, yeah, 3,000 points. I want to call it, you know, a Battle Titans or something like Something Titanic-related, because <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a massive number of points. 2,500 is a lot. Yeah. Once you get to 3,000 on a 6 yeah. foot by 4 foot table... Oh, it's going to be tight. Oh, it's going to be yeah. really tight. No more flanks. Well, Just layer up. <laughs> yeah, this is your thing. It actually opens up. People say, well, in order for me to physically fit my stuff on the table, I need hordes, I need monsters, I need war machines. Oh, yeah. So you then end up with much bigger units, okay. plus the monsters and war machines. Mm. So it looks, when you see it on the table, it will look really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Big units. Wow, that's big, big units. I, I think we're going to have to wrap these things up because we need to go and play another game once. Around mm. the start of the problem. I probably, so, yeah, 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 probably Alright, see you guys. Bye. <laughs> So, all right, I'm here at game three, uh, and the scenario is a kill, and uh, my opponent is... Hello, Mikey Juicenap, Twilight Kin player from uh, Warborn down in Dorset. Nice. So, Twilight Kin, it's a rare army for me to play, and I understand that you've, you've heard that sentiment several times. This, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It seems like players have... It's like a exotic, almost, uh, for people who face Twilight Kin. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm the second highest-ranking Twilight Kin player out of two. Oh, yeah, out, <laughs> out of two? Out of, okay. out of two, so. <laughs> so... it sounds very good, but it's just two people, so it's not yeah. that big of an achievement. Well, you know, I, I take it a second. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. So... Um, um, how have, you, have your games been doing so far? Uh, I had one really good victory for the first game mm. and uh, a really bad loss in the second. So um, ah, okay, so it kind of evens out. Kind of evens out so yeah. far, yeah. Okay, which uh, which armies did you play in those games? Uh, first one was Forces of the Abyss. Mm. Uh, the second one, what I just did was Brotherhood. Oh, okay. Brotherhood list, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, have you played Kill before with your army? Yes, yes I have. All right, so it's uh, you're quite familiar with it. Do you have any like thoughts now on how like uh, how our armies are uh, compared to each other? Any any predictions? <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, usually when I'm playing the uh, this army, I, my biggest threats are the werewolves. Uh, it, I've never I've never actually come up with uh, against those ones before. The barrow whites. The barrow whites, yeah. Yeah. Not actually had to deal with those yet, so I'm. I'm Hesitant with those ones. Yeah, but you have played Undead quite a bit before. I have played Undead quite a bit before, yeah. Mm, yeah. I guess um, I like that. The, the, the cool thing about the Barrow Whites is they have fly, but they only have speed 7. Yeah. So it's a bit of cool. I mean, it's cool that they just don't make speed 10 flying units all the time. Yeah. That they have a little bit of a range in there. Mm. That's pretty cool. And your special monster is the Dark Lord Dan? Uh, yeah. Dark Lord Dan, yeah. He's a... He's, he's not been very successful in my previous two games. He usually dies by turn two. <laughs> okay. So uh, hopefully he can do something good this game. So in, in theory, he, he should be able to stick around because he has regeneration. He does, yeah. But uh, my previous opponent's been sort of charging two units him at once. And oh, yeah. He can't yeah, deal with it. You know? That'll do it. All right. Other things. You have two dragons. Two dragons, yeah. And two regiments of uh, shooters. Two regiments of knights. Yeah, the, uh, the, the two regiments of shooters are unusual for me. I'm usually with a horde of those. Oh, yeah. Um, I just thought I'd do two regiments just to try it out, see how it works out. Yeah. Um, also, that made you able to put the 
because one, one of these items is now restricted for like yeah. regiments only. The hard seeking chant is it? No, that's the um, that's the uh, Brookinus. Brookinus is now uh, regiment only. Yeah. So yeah. So you, so you could bring it now since you went down to a regiment. So. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll probably do a clip after the game just with a quick recap and uh, sure. see how it went. Oh yeah. But uh, good luck in this game. No, good luck to you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck me! I'm a dwarf. Okay. So round three is finished. And uh, Michael, how did it, how did it go? <laughs> uh, I won, which is a big shocker for me. <laughs> um, you did take out quite a lot of my uh, stronger stuff, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, I'm thinking I should have given this dragon the uh, dwarven ale yeah. because of how many times it got wavered. Oh yeah, he was almost spent the entire game wavered, and I just hammered on him for like four rounds and he didn't die yeah, so, yeah no I think uh, Dwarven Ale and him would have been a better idea than that one over there that's true um, so we had a kind of a we did a, a, brawl, a smash big old, fest big old standstill over there off, uh, on one side and on the other side I kind of gave it to you really you could fly freely with your one dragon and uh, one unit of the Abyssal Riders yep, kind yes. of had the free free reign but I did at least stop them but I guess I kind of lost some points on that because all I did was really just give you those units that I had there because I, I don't think I well I killed your gargoyles but you yeah. know you, you just came through with your riders and dragons so I guess you that was one unit of werewolves and the lycanist that you kind of got for free so I, maybe that was a bad idea on my part uh, but in the, on this uh, side where we, where we had a big brawl I felt alright we kind of traded unit for unit for a while I felt did, I was yeah. uh, I felt up for a while actually but uh, you I, know what? I actually I actually was quite confident that you had control over this side of the board yeah um, wasn't, there, wasn't there one point where I, I flanked the you had because you were yeah, the, the Dark Lord Dan I flanked him and I double won yeah you did so you double won the, uh, on, on the uh, wait wait which one was it you double won again I was think it? I double won on the Dark Lord Dan and then yes. he could he could flank charge my Barrow White yeah and that was a bit, bit of a turn around because it, it was it really was. looking like I was going to kill the Dark Lord Dan yeah. and kind of yeah use my uh, Revenant King to mop up the rest sort of yeah but yeah that turned around so a double one may, might have cost me the game yeah. I think I think yeah I think that's a fair assumption to make yeah <laughs> all right otherwise uh, any thoughts on uh, anything improvement well you won so I guess you did all right I think I did okay yeah so. um, yeah no uh, I think I think uh, the Dark Lord uh, name, Dan that's all yeah um, I think uh, I don't know I don't, I don't know I don't know how effective he really was even when mm. it, even when I did a side charge I think I only did about two wounds that is true it's like these monsters uh, they're not that powerful maybe they, they well maybe that's a good thing that they've given us some monsters that are a little bit you know they can do something yeah. but I also I think have the ten- tendency of just uh, pushing them forward down the middle I, I assume they're like a giant with like a 20 nerve and yeah. you know but they're they're a bit more squishy often so yeah I have to say my, my Jonathan got killed pretty quickly uh, yeah. by your knights actually even though we, I did discover that he has ensnare I didn't realize that until this game yeah. but it didn't really help me because you just smashed him anyway with the what's the, uh, the ni- abyssal knights yeah it was my abyssal riders they're, they're, a, they're a strong unit though to be fair so it didn't surprise me too much with that one <laughs> <laughs> nice one well uh, congratulations with the win thank you very much and uh, thanks for the game and uh, good luck for the rest of the tournament oh, thank you very much and you Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, hello. 
Alright. You should have really finished by now, so I'm still missing a couple of sheets. That was John in the background, still uh, plugging away oh, furiously. I didn't realise you were alive. We are live, we're always live. No, it's a quiet morning here in the Element Games. I'm here, we're here with Paul. Hello. And John in the background. Hello. Uh, John has gotten some cookies from me. Have you tried these, Paul? Yeah, I have the cookies. These are Norwegian safari cookies. All right. Basically okay. chocolate chip cookies. I will have one in a minute. All right. See, as we're chatting, yeah. I don't want to be munching <laughs> on a cookie. Well, that yeah. looks very good. Excellent. Yeah. Right then. Brought some stuff over. Uh, how are you today? Uh, we were out uh, last night. I'm extremely rough. Yeah. I'm not very well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how, how did you find the karaoke bar? I thought it was all right. It was a good uh, little. It was just a nice, quaint little pub. Yeah. Um, with some. Local people, indeed, <laughs> it's a very local place. <laughs> yes. But there's not many pubs around here, are, are there? No, not on, the, not on this road. It's kind of a, a weird one. It's a, there's a lot of houses and shops and stuff, and then this gaming centre sort of smack bang in the yeah. middle of it. But it's not really like a town centre type thing. So everything's a little bit further away. So it's actually good to have at least a little bit of something nearby. Yeah, and that was all down at the dome organizing that that yeah. wasn't us who organized it he just said let's, uh, let's do it like that I was like yeah absolutely let's do yeah, that so. Dom is like the karaoke guy he's, he lo- he's a very good organizer of people as well so <laughs> did you make that poster like Dom yeah. a special night with Dom Sebaker an evening with yeah um, I did I, that I was do hilarious. stuff I can do photoshop so that's alright that was like way too long doing things like that though. <laughs> that was amazing yeah, I had a good time uh, last night as well. Uh, seems like almost everyone was there, or at least it most. It seemed busy, actually. Yeah. Well, we initially yeah, went out, and obviously yes, people you. started coming a little bit later as well. But I yeah. mean, every, it was good because everyone got to chat to each other. Mm-hmm. We're out in the beer garden. Well, what you could try in classes of beer garden. I think it was just a back alley. With yeah, uh, I, I laughed a bit at that. Signs <laughs> of the beer garden. It was basically a parking space. It <laughs> <laughs> was literally a parking space and a table next to it. And then uh, right. Tom ended up on a roof somehow. Yeah, yeah I, have, was that? I have a photo of that, Tom uh, on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, when I came out there, he was already on the yeah, roof. Yeah, I know. I, was, I literally went inside to pick up my beer, came out, and he was just sat on the roof. I, was, I don't even know how you got up there. <laughs> he's a climber, isn't he? Climber. So, yeah, so okay, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, it was a good crew. And uh, me and myself feeling quite all right this morning. I, I skipped breakfast, actually, because I didn't feel good good either this morning. But, uh, <laughs> just, just be sat there staring and going, no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have good or great appetite. Here's John again. Oh. Giving a message. Alex! Alex, finished! We're now f- uh, finished with the round, so uh, I guess the final results are being waited on. Yeah, two tables missing. Okay. I've actually... We've got, we've got about a minute left on both tables. I've been a good boy and I haven't timed out or gone over the round time any any of my games. No one else. Uh, but really, that's good. Mm. But I do find that we have to start pretty quick with the with the clock since the terrain placement is also on the clock. Sorry, we're just, uh, just yeah. getting a text from uh, Dan King saying our pies are ready. Very exciting. Uh, our pies are arriving, so we, it is lunchtime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some voting on the uh, best FFS. Oh yeah, as yeah. Well. So well, all of them are out ready to go. Many of those special monsters are lined up. And is that a, is, is that a judge's ruling or a? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we'll go over and we'll uh, we'll do some judging. Um, we have uh, four awards for the best of each. 
Oh. And then there's an overall award. So, the, so there'll be five winners. Oh, one nice. that wins everything. Yeah. And then there'll be four. So technically one of the best will be kind of the second best, but... You okay. Know, making sure, like, we want to hand out awards. That's great. Yeah. Because so, uh, you know, everyone really, put so much effort in. So. Yeah, you have a good point. I mean, most of the times, if you just give out one, then it's kind of like you know there were many good ones, but uh, maybe one is always the best painter in the room, and he'll always exactly. win it. Exactly. That's the thing. So I feel like mm. rewarding everyone's effort as much as we can is yeah. what we want to do, especially at a hobby event. Mm. That's amazing. All right. Well, thanks, Paul, for catching up. Yes. And uh, good luck in your last game because you are playing as a ringer <laughs> I'm still. Not te- I'm playing, but I'm not technically playing. You just, you just show up <laughs> to the table. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Especially not this morning, anyway. Are you just pushing models? <laughs> uh, this morning it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. thank you. Cheers, man. All right. Um, still midways in last game. I'm playing John Guns, but he is on the break right now and. Uh, I stumbled upon Dan King. You did, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing with my army? You having fun with it? I am, yeah. Th- and just so I say it on the record, thank you very much for uh, for lending me your army. No worries, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been going, doing good so far. Um, just uh, John, I'm letting the time run on me while I do a little chat with Dan. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, I had We're discussing to... tactics. I'm giving him some suggestions. Yeah. And, uh, he's he's, he's feeling confident now. That over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I'm sure this army would have performed better in your hands than in mine, but I, had, well, I do have two wins and two losses so yeah, far. That's good, that's so I'm good. not too not no, too. No, I mean, uh, let's face it. You know, I mean, you're definitely not a freebie friend anymore. So, uh, no, <laughs> Indeed, that's good. That's good. Uh, ha- so uh, how how are you are you doing? I mean, are you not playing at all still? No, I'm not playing. I'm just uh, toing, so I'm wondering about answering questions and. Uh, I see. Obviously, we're doing all the scores and things, but John's doing most of that. So yeah, are, is, is there actually work for you to do? Are there questions that come up? Yeah, a couple, couple, but most of them have been quite straightforward. So. Okay. Yeah. Is it more? Is it most like? Uh, can you see if I'm in or out of a uh, of a charge yeah. range and stuff? Actually, not so much. No, uh, there's just been a couple of ones about hills and things and terrain and yeah. you know, relatively straightforward stuff. But uh, people okay. just want to make make sure. So yeah. yeah. All right, I'll leave you to it. Enjoy the rest of your game, All guys. All right. Thank you very much. Catch you later. Catch you. <laughs> us on Twitter at KLW Oslo or you can contact us by email giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com <laughs>